This is a podcast about failure. With me, Lola Berry, author, nutritionist, and yoga teacher. Join me as we get to know these guests and learn about how their failures have ultimately shaped their dreams. Welcome to Fearlessly Failing with Lola Berry. Hello, I'm really excited for today's pod. It is the second podcast I've recorded in real life in LA and it is with an actor, writer and comedian, Clayton Ferris, such a talent. If you don't know him yet, definitely watch his Instagram reels. They are so, so funny. Uh, He does these hilarious reels where he is hiking in LA and basically just takes the mickey out of himself. Very, very funny guy. In this chat, we talk about a lot of things acting, but also the difference between the acting world in Australia and in America, which is really fascinating, really interesting little things like in Australia, you have to be off book in America. It depends on what the gig is, therefore kind of like what you go in with. Uh, He's also got a wonderful podcast called What The Funk. I have binge listened to like five episodes in the lead up to researching him and I'm hooked. It's a great pod. And he's also just bought out a movie called Roadhead and it's available on Amazon Prime now. So I'll pop all his details in the show notes. I hope you love this chat. I found it really inspiring and entertaining. Mega love from LA and big, big, big thank you, Clayton Ferris. You are a legend. Do you know your attachment style? I'm so bummed about Chateau Marmont. I'm so bad at Twitter. I was called back for that. I don't think my agent gets me. I'm actually Kelio, which is like a paleo keto combo. Oh, look, there's a fire. Are mushrooms legal now? You could move to Atlanta, be like a big fish in a small pond. I'm not giving up skinny jeans. Never seen an episode of Friends. I actually stopped brushing my teeth. I just chew parsley. I had a show on Quibi. Do you drink Kagan water? I did like an authentic ayahuasca thing in Culver City. I mean, all cults start with good intentions. I found this really cute one bedroom for 1.9. I'm so honored to have you on this podcast. I kind of insta-stalked you to get you here. Yeah, I'm so honored to be here. I oh. mean, it's so like badass. Actor, writer, comedian. And P.S. We're recording this in a sweat box. I am feeling hot already. It is like the middle of uh, summer has hit Los Angeles hard and it's like, fuck. And it stays hot in the nighttime? Yeah. Dude, like <laughs> I well, it do- I mean, I've lived here for a while now and oh, like so you're acclimatized. I, I, I will know, like, it, every year it, like, gets a little bit hotter, it seems. Yeah. And the weird thing is, is no one here, I don't know how it is in Australia, but no one here has AC. Or a lot of people don't have AC. Oh, so Like, these places I, aren't built with air conditioners. Honestly, see that fan behind us? We've got, I've got this ginormous fan. It's not on because I don't want to ruin the sound of the pod, but I, like, move it with each room that I'm working in yeah. and where I'm sleeping. It's my life. You can go ahead and cancel your hot yoga membership. <laughs> Because you can just do it. I'm literally burning out right right now. I'm so pumped though. So also wearing like a big sweater. (laughs) Well, I thought it felt kind of summery, but yeah, it's long sleeves. Actor, writer, I want to say comedian as well because your comedy reel, like I watched it five times, obsessed. I like 
that. I like being called a comedian. Yeah. Okay. So how I found out about you is through Reels on Instagram. It's specifically my friends. So I only moved here three weeks ago. My friends were sending me your LA hiking right. Reels. Yeah. Oh my God. So good. So good. I mean, I guess like basically it's just me kind of ripping on like LA culture and just like how, I don't know. I just... I, I started making those one day hiking just because I was on a hike saying, when I hear myself saying certain things, I'm like, I sound like a crazy person. And I was like, I'm just going to record these. And then it kind of just blew up. Oh my God. Some of my favorites are like, I'm going, is it Kelio? Half paleo. Uh, Half Half paleo, half keto is Kelio. I think I'm going to start microdosing mushrooms. (laughs) Um, did you read Goop this morning? Um, and I love my favorite because I do these things. Do you want to go to Air One after this? Yeah. And spend $40 million? It's funny because I see your Air One bottles right here. I know. <laughs> it's like a real addiction yeah, that I can't control. No, I mean, it's. I'm so glad it opened up because I, I live close to here too. But I mean, I'm just making fun of my, like, these are things I've said. So like I feel I feel kind of guilty when I like am ripping on people because I'm not making fun of anyone. I'm making fun of myself. Yeah, first. but you can feel that. No, you can I can feel that watching. But like it. I said, the AD like there's one I did that really like resonated with people where I said like I found out I have ADHD yeah. through TikTok. Yeah. And like that sounds so absurd, but it's like we all have done that. If you yeah. have a TikTok and it's yeah. in your algorithm and you follow that stuff, you're like, oh, I have ADHD. And, totally. But like, I don't know if that's the right way to get diagnosed with something. <laughs> no, but it is. A f- I think you bring light. Like also the pandemic was obviously such a, I mean, we're free in LA right yeah. now. All lifts, you Day know. Day two, freedom. No masks today, my <laughs> friend. But um, I think it's so nice to bring this like comic relief to like what could be a really, what would have been a very confronting and scary time for so many people. I know I spent a lot of the pandemic in Australia, so it was quite different for us there. Yeah. But um, I mean, yeah. I kind of coming off this year, it was like, I feel like you can either choose to kind of like join in on the madness and kind of like, you know, throw your like opinion in the ring and be negative and like kind of yeah, swirl and yeah. get involved. And and literally this year, I was like, the only, anything that I put out, any content I make, I only want it to to bring joy to people. Like that's yeah. my like, that's my like mission. Yeah. For, for at least for this year, as a creative person, it's I like only it. stuff that brings joy. And as cheesy as that sound, it 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 resonates. That's what people want right now. No one. We don't need another political opinion. We don't need. You know, like we just don't need. Like so, I. That's not what I can contribute. I can be. I can just like be funny and that's what I want to give to the world. So good. I've watched every single one of your reels. <laughs> I had so much. The moment you said yes to the podcast, I was like, yes, I, ha- I get to binge consume <laughs> all of your content. Yeah. And it was so much fun. I didn't know that you started on Vine. Is that kind of like where you started making the funny videos? Yeah. I mean, I've always like, I guess, been a funny person. When I first moved to LA, I did like traditional, like did stand-up comedy for a while. Awesome. And then... I, I met um, kind of this girl named Alana Forsyth and we started, Vine came out and she was like, why don't you, we should start making videos on this app. And, th- and like, you have to understand like social media as we know it now, it's still new. Like eight years ago, there was no such, there was barely like a YouTube 
celebrity. There were no influencers. There was none of that. It was stuff. just MySpace days, wasn't it? Yeah, and then yeah. and then like Vine came along, and that was and it was seven second, six to seven second videos. Yeah. And she was like, we should start making videos on here. And I'm like, I'm an actor. I don't like make <laughs> stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because at the time I was very much, I never, I didn't want to be myself in anything. I was like, I just want to play characters. Mm. Anyway, so we, we just like started doing like these funny, silly relationship comedy yeah. videos. And they blew up and we had a million followers on Vine. And it kind of started like creating all this momentum for us. And started affecting my acting career in a positive way. And then and then Twitter bought Vine. Yeah. And then, I don't know if this is interesting, but like all of the big Viners who are now still like big social media people, like uh, they got together and kind of like threatened Twitter. And they were like, if you don't give us each a million dollars, no. we're going to leave the app. Yeah, this really happened. And Twitter was like, no, we're not giving you a million dollars. And so all of the big Viners moved to like Instagram because Instagram yeah. had, had started allowing video yeah, at this got time. You. So they started going over there and making their content. People, like Vine kind of started like, I guess like falling off a bit. And then Vine came to me and Alana and they were like, you know, they, they were like whining and dining us. They took us to Spain and like no. we stayed at the Ritz and they were just like, <sighs> basically like, please keep making content on the app. And then, like, literally one day we woke up and it was like, Vine is dead. They canceled it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had not really pushed our, like, following to, like, other platforms. Because yeah. we're like, we're going to be, like, uh, loyal to Vine. I don't know. Is that boring? I'm not just at rambling. All. No. <laughs> no, well, your Insta following feels pretty strong. Yeah, like, it's I feel growing. like it's totally great. Like, some of your reels have got, like, over hundreds of thousands of views. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, something about these hiking videos oh, and just me so making good. fun of, like, the L.A. culture <laughs> has really, like, hit hit a nerve, like, in the, like, just within the L.A. world. I have a pitch for you. Okay. I feel like if you can do an Australian accent, there's a Facebook group called Aussies in L.A., okay. which I'm in. And, like, <laughs> Aussies struggle with so much stuff over here. Like I was saying when you first got here, like, the culture, although we – we can communicate no probs. Right. But the culture is really different. Like little things like um, I can't ask for a glass of water. Like most people are like, what What are you saying? And I'm like, oh, water. water. Like you really have to get well, that, that roadie Here's car. the thing. I can't do an Australian accent. No. The only thing I can do is like, you know, the razor blades thing? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Muriel's wedding. Yes. Like if, yeah. Oh, that's from Muriel. I've never yeah. known, but I know if you say rise up lights, it sounds like like if I say it, rise up lights. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds That's like an, an iconic Australian movie. You, okay. I'll yeah. send you a link after this. Yes. But I can't, other than that, like I'm always like, I can't do an old, I can do like Australian. I can't do it. It's a very hard accent. So I've spent a lot of time working on my uh, general American with, with a dialect coach for a couple of years in Australia. And I walked into my first session with him and I was like, hey, I love that I have a Bogan accent. So Bogan is like <laughs> super Aussie, like Steve Irwin levels of Aussie. Mm. And I was like, I don't want to lose it. Like I like that I've got this real Australian accent. And he looked at me and he was like, sweetie, that ain't going to go nowhere. Like he was like, your accent is so strong. He's like, but an Australian accent is so lazy. Our jaw is lazy. Right. Our, like an American accent is super silky. You're more, you've got way more muscular control of your tongue. Aussies don't. Mm. We've got like this tight jaw because and we speak through our nose Are a bit. you learning all this from the 
your I, I just learned it through doing, yeah, dialect yeah. training. But if you there are so many cultural differences between Aussies and Americans. I was like, oh, if you ever did an Aussies in LA reel, it would go mental. Like we don't call gas gas. We, we call petrol. Petrol. I cannot like to order a long black, you order an Americano. Right. And you were yeah. saying how Australians don't um celebrate as much no. publicly when it comes to like a success they have. Tall poppy syndrome, it's called. Yeah. So you don't get that. Like opportunity is so big here. Whereas in Australia, uh, yeah, if you celebrate yourself, if you're like, oh, I just booked this epic commercial, I just got on this show, Aussies would be like, oh, yeah, but they'd be a bit jealous and we're fear-driven, we're fear-driven. I love Australia, by the way, to all my Aussies. Yeah. Listening. But it's just interesting seeing the cultural, th- like especially being here and coming from Australia and like deep diving and kind of like landing here and soaking up. I'm like, oh, Americans are direct, mm-hmm. specific, clear, like super open communicators. Is that, I kind of like good, it. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, I like good. it. But, yeah, if you ever want to do an Aussie reel. I love that. I'll send you. We should do one together. Oh, my or, God. You know, maybe you can teach me how to do an Australian accent. You could totally <laughs> pick up an Aussie accent. Totally. I'm like, they wanted me. So I can't do you it. Know, you went British. You I went British. Most people A long do. black. I can't. I'll, I'll, I'll work on it. It's all about talking through the Saying, schnoz, the, the nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can do a, um, what's his name? Who's the Beatle? He's like. Oh, John Lennon. John Lennon. I can do a John Lennon accent. Like, yeah. yeah. I used to get compared, like, people have always told me I look like John Lennon. Yeah, yeah. And when I was younger and would come to LA, I got mistaken for Sean Lennon multiple times. No. Like, literally, like, people came up to me and I was like, what? No. I, like, really didn't even know who he was at the time. But, yeah, no weird. That's kind of cool, though. Yeah, it was totally, cool. totally work on your British because it's what. So an Aussie can always do a British accent without even trying. So I feel like that means that it's closer it's, for us. Yeah, but Australians really struggle with an American accent. Do you think that, like, as because if you're going to be acting or something out here, I don't know if that's what you're going to be yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you feel like you would use an American accent? Definitely. When, yeah. Yeah. So I'm already booked in for scene study, and I'm like, I'll be uh, doing American for sure. Because, yeah. like, what's the point? <laughs> Yeah. You're just going to rock in and be like, yeah, I'm like, I ain't no Chris Hemsworth. I can't just rock in and expect to book the gig. That's true. But, I mean, doesn't that add an extra thing that you're thinking about when you're, like, acting? So here's the trick, and this is where I'm so excited to deep dive with acting on you. No, I love it. I love it. My brain is like pink plays ping pong, so don't worry. Um, You learn all, like, the script in accent. So you don't learn it in an Australian accent. So all your, like, script analysis is done in accent. So you don't ever learn it Aussie. Yeah. So you don't try and learn the accent at the end. You don't layer it on. You do it from the beginning. Oh, Does that make sense? That does make sense. Okay, so I do want to talk to you about acting stuff because I found this podcast you did, I think it's a couple of years ago now, where you got interviewed all about acting and I was like, no way, so different to Australia. Yeah. So the podcast was called Growing Up Together and you were unreal on it. My friend, I felt like I was having a little acting one on one lesson. I love, I mean, I love talking about acting, like Dude. in a nerdy way. That's what I nerd out on. You're going to flip when I tell you the stuff that goes on Australia. So, in America, when you go in for an audition, you don't need to be off book. You, you it, don't need to be. Don't you need to be? Like in Australia, you have to be off book. I mean, it's, it's one of those things here, it's like, I don't know. I think it depends on how well you're known in the business. Yeah, yeah. But like, 
I mean, you should be off book, but I'm really bad at memorizing lines. So I always hold, I always have my script in my hand. Yeah, got it. So I can look down. But I mean, I don't know. I think you should be off book. Because we don't, we, you're not allowed to have a script in your hand. Really? In Australia. No, no, no. Um, in cold reading, not a thing in Australia. But what if you like go up on a line? Like what if you forget a line or something? Well, you would just say line in oh. the middle of scene. Oh. Yeah, and someone would have to, there'd be someone there to read it to. But in Australia, so say you're doing a self-tape, they yeah. send you your audition at like 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. and you've got to deliver by 9, 10 the next day, you're expected to be off book and send two or three versions. <laughs> I mean, that that's the whole thing about the acting business in general. It's like it, re- it requires a lot of you and we, yeah. we like, we, not saying like we're like, you know, changing the world here, but like you get an audition and it's like, a lot of people, a lot of actors are like, nothing else matters right now. It's only this. Yes, yes. Fuck everything else. Yes, yes. I was supposed to go to my mom's funeral, not going. Yeah, I have yeah. an audition. Yeah. But like I got an audition uh, a couple days ago and I had, it was nine pages. No. And so like nice. for me, I'm just like, fuck, there goes three days because I have to, that, it'll take me that long to memorize the lines. Of course. No, but it, although you'd get quick, I've, I've heard the line thing is like such a muscle where you're just like, you, you get really used to learning fast. You do, but like I have done a lot of theater and that's, that's yeah. what I like is just learning in the moment. Yeah. Having that time to learn the lines as you're working on the scene. Totally. And not just like cramming the lines. I don't know. Yeah. I love so that. That's interesting. So I, this is going to, we're going to go back and forth between your experience and like cool acting stuff, but I love, so I watched your drama reel and your comedy reel. And then I found some commercials you'd done. I love the McDonald's commercial. Yeah. That was my and, first, that's the one that got me into SAG. Really? Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> congrats. <laughs> so, um, uh, the so we, on the drama reel for people listening, I might even you know oh because they're all on YouTube as well. I can put it in show notes yeah. or links to your stuff. So um, Grey's Anatomy, Grey's Anatomy, dude, that's like a that's classic. like a golden ticket. <laughs> yeah, I was saying this the other day how it's kind of like in in New York you're on Criminal Minds, like yeah. every actor's on Criminal yes. Minds in LA. I feel like it, you're on every actor's on like Grey's Anatomy, and I've heard like Walking Dead as well here. Walking Dead, yeah, I would love to be on that show, but like, don't you get to be a zombie? Like, I've heard like they wheel at everyone to oh, be a zombie, right. yeah. like at know. some stage. I don't know if I would be a zombie. I have seen footage of you. What if you had to memorize the lines for a zombie, and <laughs> you're like, Ugh. oh my god, how good. <laughs> Um, also, okay, so there was more that I loved. So All Rise, you All play rise. a little, you play quite a, um, a, lawyer. a lawyer. Yeah, and that one, that one for me was like a proud moment because I was like playing a lawyer on television. Yeah. And I, when I was younger or just like not even like recently, I was like, that just, I just was like, I'm never going to be like a lawyer on TV. Next and minute. Then, and then it happened and I was yeah. like, oh. That's and cool. you play, so these are all like quite straight, like drama yeah, we're talking right now. Oh, for sure. Um, Seal Team. Seal Team. Yeah, that looked, I wanted to think, I was like, how can I find this show and watch the whole show? That That's looked a great cool. Show. Yeah, I mean, that was, I think that when it comes to like the all the dramatic stuff I've done, I always am kind of playing like a little bit of comedy in it. Like I'm bringing yeah, more you like, are. Yeah. Or more of like a character to it. Yeah. Like in SEAL Team, I'm playing kind of like this like weaselly guy. <laughs> and it's David Boreanaz that's like this huge like yeah. masculine man. And I'm like, <laughs> and we're like being bombed. And it's just like a funny like, you know, like what do you call it? 
just make juxtaposition. Ju- yeah, just like yeah. a funny juxtaposition. That like that's the stuff I like doing. Oh, so it was such a joy. American Horror Story. Yeah. So are you I handing? Worked with Lady Gaga. I was going to say in that <laughs> snippet, that's Lady Gaga, right? Yeah. So I mean, that I have a small scene in uh, American Horror Story Hotel. And my scene was with Lady Gaga. So yeah. like, it's just, it, it was so funny on the day because I, I don't know if you've booked something here yet, but when you go to set, if you're a co-star or a guest star, whatever it is, you're the chair they give you to <gasps> sit in between, no. you know, takes and yeah. stuff is going to be with the main actors, whoever the main actors are of the show, you'll be like right there. So on that day, it was like Lady Gaga was here and then I was like right next to her. No. And I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to like talk to her What did about? you say? What did you talk about? I was just like, you know, you going out for commercials? Like I'm, t- <laughs> 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 like I'm talking to her like uh, as if she's an actor. No, she was like so sweet and kind. She had and she's her, tiny, isn't she? She's tiny. She yeah. smelled really good. Oh, that's good. And good she had know. like her own like makeup and hair. Like she had Gang. her own crew. I have to ask Ryan Murphy. He's like the yeah, genius. He, yeah. He's, I, I mean, I've done three Ryan Murphy shows and oh. I kind of like, I want to continue building. I want to be part of that world. You world. have to. One of my acting teachers is Cody Fern. Okay. Who he is in American Horror. He's the Antichrist. Oh, okay. And so Michael. Yeah, he's Aussie. Michael Langdon. Mm-hmm. And then in Assassination of Gianni Versace, played a character, one of the lead characters in that. And when Australia went into lockdown, they brought in American teachers because we were learning via Zoom. Mm. And he came on and taught, and I was like, "How is this dude? Is like, yeah. like doing so well with Ryan Murphy's? I mean, that would be a massive goal. Yeah, it's a huge, it's a huge goal, and it's like all his shows are like Sarah Paulson started following uh, me on Instagram. No. <laughs> And I was like, oh my God. Oh. And like a lot of the American Horror Story people did. So I'm like, oh, because I, I was in Ratchet. That oh, show. I love Ratchet yeah. so much. So Talk I've, to me what you were in. I, just, I have a small role in that, but it was, it was a fun thing because we like, I, sh- I think it was like 10 days I worked on the show. Oh my God. Was it shot here? It was shot here, kind of like uh, at a ranch, like kind of in Calabasas yeah. area. Yeah. 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 Um, but one of, but the John, John Brionis who plays the doctor in that, yeah, he like the main doctor, he is someone that I did theater with like 10 years ago. So it was just cool to see him kind of like leading, yeah. like helping lead this show. <sighs> 10 years ago, we were doing like ragtime at this small little theater in Hollywood. How cool. So I feel like one thing I'm realizing about LA and about just Hollywood in general is it's a small it's a small community. Yeah. Like I've heard this about um, Broadway. Like bro- everyone, like we all look at Broadway like, oh my God, it's Broadway. But when you're in it, it just feels like yeah. like this kind of like small, incestuous like Yeah, world. yeah, yeah. And I'm realizing like that's kind of how Hollywood okay. is. <laughs> Good it's, to know. It's not as like, like far out, away, far off reaching as we think. It's more of just like. I don't know. That's, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's kind of what I, I'm thinking that that's cool. Who knows? Oh, well, I loved Ratchet. So I'm just, that's an excuse to rewatch it yeah. just to find you. Well, see if you can find me. But in that, I, I mean, I play like a reporter. Yeah. And I get, um, people don't like, I, even to myself, I'm like, I, I play a lot of different characters and things. Yeah. So it's hard to like wreck. I don't have like one thing that I do, I think. 
Yeah. Well, see, okay, this is what this brings me to your comedy reel, and I w- am watching your comedy reel, and I catch myself just like cannot wipe the smile <laughs> off my face. Just even because Australians and Americans have quite different have been known for quite different senses of humour. Yeah, and we're very similar to British, so we get the sarcasm, the self deprecation. Right. That probably why um, the LA hikes are also resonating with so many people as well because. You're essentially self-deprecating. You know, you're yeah. really giving no, it. No, totally. Right? I mean, that's a huge compliment. Like, I love, like, British comedy. and. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, but, yeah, watch your comedy reel. <laughs> you have this beautiful ability. Like, I feel like comedy is in your bones. Like, you have this incredible ability of, like, holding this space is almost like a straight, like, the straight character. Yeah. And then you're like. Sit down, Sebastian. Like you're like it's very. I don't like. I don't know how to describe it because I don't know enough about comedy. I'm so excited to start improv classes here, just because I'm like, oh, that feels scary. I mean, I think there's a lot of when it comes to comedy for me. There's a lot uh, like for me, it's become a lot less of like doing and saying and like always being like on and like you know like da 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 da. And for me, like a new show I'm working on, I'm realizing just sitting back and kind of like waiting just hitting hitting one line or yeah. throwing in one improv it, it like it's more rewarding for an audience than than it is to always be like on fire yeah. all the time have you seen bo burnham's inside i haven't i keep oh, hearing dude, about it though. i feel like you would love it yeah, like i, I was thinking that yesterday as i was like Literally going down the rabbit hole of every YouTube video you've ever oh put up. <laughs> but because sometimes you sing as well when yeah. you're doing bits, I'm like, oh, you need to watch Bo Burnham. He's incredible. Um, but also like he was awesome in Promising Young Woman and that's where you talk about, you know, how you just said, I don't know if I'm like you've got the drama down pat but yeah. also you've got the comedy so I don't think there's any reason why you can't do it all. I mean, that's my, like that's what I want to do. Like I, I think, and they, People always say that they're like all a lot of our greatest actors were comedians, you know. Like yeah. people look at like um, Robin Williams, yeah, or like even Jim Carrey. Just yeah. a lot of these people, and I'm not comparing myself to them. I'm just saying, like yeah. I like the idea, like I like the idea of of doing both, and I don't treat them differently, really. That's cool. I think that playing comedy straight and playing it like drama makes it totally, you know. And that's where I think you cross. Um, like Americans, Australians, British. Yeah. I feel like I'm tall poppy syndroming right now. <laughs> no, no. Do you I'm like do you, you set me up? No, no, it's awesome. This is awesome. So even like talking, do you know whose comedy I love is Jason Bateman? Mm-hmm. And he does that straight, like yeah. arrested development. He's very, very the straight guy, the straight but guy. like the, he held this one moment where you're just like, yeah. or is, there's those memes. He's like, like fuck you are. Like he'll have these little mi- moments where you're just like, right. And your he's surrounded brain. by like the crazy characters. Yeah. So it's like you're not always required to be the totally. crazy person. And it's like finding. It's kind of like a cheat. Like I think that with certain characters, like if you can pl- if you can rip it a like an audience's heartstrings. And be like funny, like in a comedy. Yeah, they're gonna look like they're gonna yeah. love you. And I, I think that like my long term goal with all this is to like get a role, kind of on a, a beloved show. I don't have to be the lead; just like a small side, like a side character that audiences love. Yeah, that's like my 
goal? Well, I have here. What's the what's the big dream? Because you've already ticked off so many like bucket list items for an actor, but it's like I've written here. What's the big dream? Yeah, I mean the big dream is to have my own show that I kind of show run. Yeah, and it's more because writing has become kind of like my like my actual thing that yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, I mean, I always am going to act and love acting, but like writing's where I I feel like a lot of um, momentum is yeah. for me. Yeah. So, I mean, I want to have a show that I basically create and run. And I, it's Do like, it. I don't necessarily mean that like I need to be, like if I'm manifesting this, yeah. it's like I don't have to be the star of the show. Got it's it. just kind of like a show that I... Have created, created and like co- I actually work with a comedian named Trailer Trash Tammy. Oh, I've watched your yeah. I've watched your videos together. <laughs> and, my favorite's the Amazon yeah, interviewer. The, <laughs> yeah, oh my god, can you share it a bit? Yeah, so. well, I'm interviewing uh, Trailer Trash Tammy. Is basically plays it's like this character of someone that's from Oklahoma. Yes, she's kind of like what we call here white trash. Yes, and she. Uh, is interviewing for a job at Amazon. We shot this during the pandemic. Yeah. And she just like doesn't know what customer service entails. I just always play. And like that's another example. I play the straight man to her like yeah. her like crazy character. Yeah. And like that's what you need. You need that straight man to like this craziness. But we actually have a show that we are developing and have made that we're going to be pitching soon. Oh, and, unreal. And I'm like this is – this is like I'm excited about it. It's called Tammy Bangs. Oh, so good! And it's basically like The Office meets a porn set. So it's like perfect, perfect. <laughs> so it's like a porn. It's like a workplace comedy, but the the workplace is a porn set. Oh my god, dude! I cannot, <laughs> cannot wait. Have you question Office? Are you more pro the American Office or the British, the OG, the Ricky Gervais Office? I mean, I'm a fan of both, but good. I'm not even. I don't. This is going to sound like something from one of the hike videos. Like, I don't watch a lot of comedies. <laughs> I don't watch a lot of com- – I don't even watch any comedy. Yeah, like that's a, that's a direct no, quote. No, Shit's Creek? That, that was one of my lines from the last video. It's going to be like, I don't even watch Shit's Creek because I know that Shit's Creek is like a great show that people love. And it's going to be like such a, like, you know, a monumental show in the comedy canon. Yeah. But I just I, – like, I don't watch a lot of comedy. Like my favorite show is The Crown. Yeah, so good. <laughs> Which I'm learning that people are like that's a people love it, but it's also pretty boring, I guess, to some people. Well, it's like it's looking at British history, right? And royal mm-hmm. history. So it's it's a whole different like mashed sh- up with like the relationships that are going on within like the drama of it all. It's yeah. just a great it's just a perfectly written show. But like I don't I don't watch a lot of comedy because I'm judgmental of comedy, you know? Oh. Wow, that's so interesting. I love it though. This is so cool to learn. I have here like, um, so you've got, I knew you had theatre in your bones for sure. So you've got your theatre. I loved watching your drama. I love watching your comedy. You've answered this already. Obviously, you're an incredible commercial actor as well. And I've, I had here like, what's the fave? But you've already answered that like, it can be a combo of all really, can't it? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's good. To not yeah. focus on one thing. I, you know, I, some people would argue that that's like a bad like move if you're working towards something. But yeah. I mean, I think in this business, it's kind of good to have all of the 
all of your like I just I can't like that's what I do I'm an actor writer comedian like I I truly am those things no it's perfect do it all you're looking at someone that's a nutritionist a yoga teacher TV presenting want to do acting you know what I mean I think it's just in this world now like we just do multiple things are you nervous no I just do oh my god okay sorry (laughs) I check it all the time and and I I felt my levels head in my by the way what's going on here is like I keep OCD checking the The Zoom Zoom. recorder because I'm like, when am I going to get this chance to speak to you again? Um, well, the, our levels are perfect, by the way. Oh, good. If you're wondering. Good. I hope I'm not like yelling on them. I find myself yelling a lot. No, 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 no. Um, but the commercial stuff, interestingly enough, I don't know if this is interesting, but it's like when I first moved to LA, I was like, um, I was like, how can I sustain living here? for? Because I literally moved here with like nothing. Like I moved really? here for a summer to work at a film festival and then I just kind of stayed. How like, cool. Like the idea of like acting was like, yeah, that's my dream, but it's never going to happen. But um, the com- I started, I was like, okay, I'm going to focus on the commercial world. Yeah. And that's like how I supported myself for the first few yeah. years. You know, like that's totally. just like what I did. And it, it sustained me in LA without having to like get a job that I hate or anything like that. So I will continue to do commercials till the day I die. Uh, one thing I heard you say in an interview was that you went to commercial classes. Mm-hmm. That doesn't exist in Australia. Okay. You cannot go to commercial classes. You're either studying theatre, you're studying film. There's not much on TV presented. Like it's very theatre or film-based are the two trainings. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. There ain't no commercial. <laughs> there ain't no, You can do like imp- there are improv like clubs and stuff, but that's as far as it goes. Right. So what's a commercial class? I mean, so there's a literally a teacher here. His name is uh, Killian McHugh, and he's a commercial teacher. And I mean, because that's one of those things that kind of, um, you know, r- rubs me the wrong way when people are, when it comes to commercials, they're just like, it's just a look. Like yeah. it doesn't matter if you can act or not. It's just a look. Yeah. And although, yeah, everything's just a look because like we are like a visual medium, like your look does matter, mm. but it, it more, it, to me, it, there is a technique to it. So he just teaches like more technique and like what, like what to do. I've heard that's the same here. There's like someone that can work solely on sitcoms. And so you learn timing, pace. Yeah. Like, I mean, whenever you like really start diving into scripts and stuff, you realize like sitcom I mean, I think it's changing a little bit, but like sitcom scripts are like, it's like there's three jokes on a page. It's like there's yeah. all these beats to to it. Like, but that interestingly enough, as a comedian, I don't do very well in sitcoms. I don't. I like, I've never done a sitcom. Yeah, got it. You know, and yeah. I, so I'm because I, I I don't like that like being constrained. specific structure. Yeah, but That's I mean, so interesting. The, it's called Killian's Workshop, and it's a commercial workshop. And I don't know when I literally, while I was taking it, that's when I started booking commercials. How cool! So I heard you talk about when you were going for the Honda SoCal commercial. You'd gone for like twenty or something before, yeah. and they said the trick with this, if you want to get book this, you need to be able to speak the end bit really fast because it's going to be voiceover. And so you didn't spend your time working on the lines. You were like, stuff this. I'm going to go in and read it. Yeah. So have they got a script on a board? Is that how it works here? In commercial casting, if it's a SAG, like yeah. a Screen Actors Guild commercial, yeah. you, they have to have a board for you. Really? Like it's part of the union rules. So if You it's don't a, get that in Australia. Really? Like, no. Is even like, is there a un, acting union Yes, there? there is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just one of the rules. Like you have to have a, a board. 
So I think what I was getting at with that is when it comes to like commercial acting, the key is like, listen to the fucking direction. Yeah. <laughs> like literally. Yeah. Like we, th- like so much of acting out here and getting booking work is literally about getting rid of your, rid of your ego and getting rid of like that side of you. That's like, I think I want to do it like this. Or like, I think they should like, you know, like that, yeah. that trying to control everything. Just when it comes to commercials, you are no longer working as an acting. It's not acting anymore. You're not like a yeah. performer. You're, you work in advertising now. Like it's yeah. a different world. Yeah. And you're there to like give them what they want. And so when the director's like, can you do it again? But say it like, sl- like we love what you did, but this time say it really slow. As an actor, we always go, okay, I'm going to hang on to what I just did because they liked it. And I'm going to slow it down a little bit. Yeah. But the person who's going to book the job is the one that's like, okay, fuck what I just did. Yeah. I'm going to just do this really slow because that's what they said. And that's like, because it's sometimes they're not even like looking for the performance that you're going to give. They're just making sure on set whenever they're working with like the, um, you know, like the, ad agency or the client. And the legal as well. There's a whole different team. that you can like change what you're doing in the moment. And I always, so I've done a few campaigns in Australia for Oral-B and a big bank in Australia and you have the legal team literally sitting there changing the auto cue on the spot. Yeah. And so you will have read it one way and they're like, and we're going to do another take. That was great. We've just changed the script. Is and that you like need the teleprompter? To, yes. So do you call it teleprompter Telepr- here? Yeah. We call it auto cue. <laughs> yeah, same ball game. You're yeah. reading it as it's moving basically. <laughs> but yeah, like I love doing that kind of commercial stuff because it's also the budgets usually are quite big. So Right. So you get to feel like everyone's got purpose, you know. Yeah. You, if if something's not right, it's usually fixed very quickly, mm-hmm. and yeah, it just feels like a. But you're right; it's less of a like creative delving into the moment that yeah, we're discovering. You're not breaking down the script, you're not yeah. doing Meisner no. <laughs> on the scene. You're just like there. I love that yeah. you just said that. <laughs> so in Australia, there is a common. Um, and I hope that it's wrong, but there is a common uh, like myth about American acting mm-hmm. that, oh, my God, it's all method. It's all like trauma work. Like that <laughs> is like whereas Australians and Brits, we're very like beat for beat, play the action, have a clear intention. Well, I mean, who's working most in Hollywood right now? It's it's Brits and Australians. Right. Like, I mean, I, yeah. I'm always like why I'm, – I'm like I want to go study in like – the UK just to see what like this is all about because they're fucking great actors. Yeah. And yeah. And so, I mean, I, I don't know if it's method anymore. Like I'm sure, no, let me rephrase that. Cause when you, you meet a lot of people that just move to LA, especially dudes that are just like still ride motorcycles and yeah. they're like, you know, I just want to go through like the pain of like the character yeah. and like, that would be like the method crowd. Yes, yes. I discovered I like love Meisner. Like yeah, I never really tried. Yeah. So like I don't know if Meisner, what you would call that. That's not really method. No, not at all. It's more. It's using your imagination. Right. It's. It's. I always feel like Meisner's like handy little hacks. Yeah. Like you get these little tricks, or you play repetition games, and you to quickly get out of your head and to kind of like. Yeah. Um, we've done, I've done heaps of Meisner training. I love Meisner. Yeah, me too. That's like my, my thing, but it's like, I don't, it depends on what you want to get out of a scene. Like, are you trying to create a interesting audition? Then it's like, use some weird techniques before you 
start the scene yeah. that are just going to put you in a different place. Yeah. Or like I remember I was doing a play once and it was about this girl, my girlfriend like kept threatening to commit suicide. And I was like playing at the action, like how am I supposed to feel? And then one time during rehearsal, like I let it all go. We did this like scene, you know, I started crying. I felt everything I need to, like I felt, it felt real. And I had reached like the pinnacle of like what that scene was. And I was kind of like, I'm kind of over this plane. <laughs> and we haven't even, we hadn't even opened yet, but it was yeah. like trying to re, you know, it was not yeah. trying to reach it. That's the wrong way to say, but like, that was just a moment where I was like, oh, I feel like I really went through what this character was going yeah. through. Yeah. I, you know, and it wasn't fun, but it was, it was rewarding because I didn't even know that I was capable of doing that. Yeah. Cause I feel like sometimes I'm shut off emotionally. But then that's not what you get when you're on a TV show. When you're on a TV show, you never are going to get never the, those the feeling of like, oh, I did my scene, I yeah. did my work. <laughs> like it's such a service, like day to day. It's like being a plumber, but it's like on a film set. Yeah. So like that's why I encourage actors. I'm like, go to class because that's the only place you're going to be able to like be your like yeah, <laughs> emotional dramatic self. Because yeah. when you're in a scene. You're shooting little snippets of a scene. You're starting at the end, going to the beginning. Like you just, it's not as rewarding as it is to like do a play or like be in class. Totally. I had that experience. I was training with uh, an English director in Australia, and I was playing Maggie the cat from Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, Tennessee Williams. P.S. The classic, Southern accent, classic Southern accent. I love, but oh boy, it's hard. I used I'm to have from to, the South, so I could judge your Southern accent. Oh, I used to have it before I go on. I'd be like, apple pie, apple, apple pie. pie. <laughs> get me, get my mouth doing the right thing. But I remember I was always like struggling. And the director would be like, you're trying so hard, Lola. You're holding on so tight. All this work right. I thought I'd done. And he's like, you've done it. Like, just chill. And I remember it being like an out-of-body experience when I'd finally given over. Just like what you said. Like, to the point that I was like, what? What just happened is like you fully amalgamated into Maggie and you you had that moment. Whereas I feel like television is like you've got a mark, stand on that mark, you might have to deliver this five times, four times, 25 times. Uh, You might be acting to a little cross. You may not be acting to this human being. Yeah. And only like that's the interesting thing about acting is like you only sometimes does it actually feel like, oh, God, I just like, that was what I've been wanting to do. But it's like you chase, you kind of chase. Yeah, totally. You're just chasing that like thing. But also if you really like, and for me, like if I invest in the character and if I do the work for a scene, I can, you know, I can like get more out of it. Yeah, totally. We're so busy with like all these different auditions and like, it's like, it's hard to. It's hard. I don't know. It's hard to. Del- I don't. I don't know I, what I'm no, saying. I know what you're I saying. I just wandered off. No, no. I know what you're saying. Can I ask what has been your favorite moment on set where you're like, apart from sitting next to Lady Gaga, like, is there a <laughs> moment where you've just been like, that was sick? Um, I mean, like for me right now, what I like am really loving is just kind of uh, like I like doing indie. Like I like doing TV because you get to make money. Obviously, yeah. Like, yeah. and money's great. The eye contact just got so strong that yeah. you're like, money. Well, just like, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. I, I never want to be like, I don't want to do a sitcom because I would love to do a sitcom because you can make money. And then when you have money, you can make your own projects and freedom. You can, like, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I hear. You. So, look, money is a part of this. Totally. But like, 
why did I get into acting and spend my whole life doing this? And why have I like, you know, it's not always easy, like living out in LA and like not owning a home and like shit like that. But it's like, um, it's because like the community, like, oh God, I sound like the LA hiker again. (laughs) I love it. It's like the community at like, I remember when I was like 15 and I did Joseph in the Amazing Technicolor. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I experienced being in a cast and like being around all these different actors that were, you know, fun and like just like me and like the energy. And that's when I got like hooked. And it wasn't necessarily like performing. I've always loved, of course, but it was more like the camaraderie and the friendships you make Mm. and just like working as a team. Mm. And that's what I am still chasing to this day. And like in the film and TV world, you re, I mean, if you were on a show for like a couple of years, I'm sure you'd build like, yeah, totally. You'd build the family. Yeah. But to get that in the short term, it's like, it's when you do like movies and like these indie feature films, these indie features feel like a family for like two, for like, you know, a couple weeks. And like, that's, I, I, so I guess what I'm saying is like, I, I don't, it's hard to pick like one moment, but I know that what I'm chasing is like this like um, family experience of like coming together and putting common goal, common goal, working towards something, the connection and just like everyone doing their best work to like make something. And we just had this movie come out. Yeah. Roadhead. I know that was my next, (laughs) which I beat me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, but like, Whenever I saw the movie, it's a it's a B horror cult classic movie. Right. Cool. Um called Roadhead. Yeah. So basically I'll put a link in the show notes as yeah, well. It just came out on Amazon Prime, but it's like a double entendre, obviously, for getting heads chopped off and getting your beep sucked on the yeah. road. <laughs> Can I say that? Yeah, go, go, go for it. So but when I saw the movie, I was like crying at the end because I was like, we fucking did it. We oh, made we yeah. made it okay movie (laughs) but it's like but it's like that doesn't like it doesn't happen but all the time but we all came together no egos just for the same goal and we made even though it's a weird fucking movie we made something that like i'm very proud of and i'm like i at the premiere afterwards i had had like seven tequilas yeah but i was like this is what i want to keep doing is like making these indie features so cool Do you, would, I know you say you write and would you consider directing as well? I mean, yeah, like the show I'm doing with Tammy, with Chelsea Lynn, Tammy yeah. Bangs, I'm, I'm directing. And I've directed like a few felt like short films. Yeah. Um, and I do love directing, but I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of, I, I can't give up acting. I can't give yeah, up no. the acting side thing. Can I, so this podcast is called Fearlessly Failing and I imagine as an actor you've been to countless auditions yeah. and then found out that you haven't got the part. How do you handle that side of the, like the more, the cutthroat side of the business? Um, I mean, how do I handle it? Like I, I don't, I don't think that that part ever goes away, you know? So little thing, like, I mean, it's just not putting the weight on like the end goal of it, you know, really having to realize that like, it's not a personal thing. If you don't get a job, it's not like, it doesn't mean that like your hair is thin or your nose is crooked. Like I've like spun out on all these things when it comes to like how I look and like, I'm a very normal looking person, but when you're in this world of acting, like you can get really hard on 
You know, it can get yeah. hard and it can like beat you up. Well, it's a visual medium, like you said. Yeah, it's as a visual well. medium. Yeah. And I mean, I don't like, but that's the thing is like, I, I'm luck, lucky that I'm like a character actor. So yeah. I, I don't have to like look good all the time. It's not about. You look great though. Let's just call a spade a spade. Okay. But that's I mean, a very Aussie saying, I think. Sorry. Yeah. You, no, like, I know what, what that means. Yeah. But also like there's people out there like Chris, Chris Hemsworth or like yeah. there's people that are in this game that are the good looking people gotcha. that are there to be like to service the thing of just like, oh, we want to salivate over like these like good looking people. Got it. I don't have to carry that weight. <laughs> like, yeah, well, no, well, but also I think, don't you also feel like there is a change though? Like I know that like he's yes. like the superhero Thor, but I feel like like I'm 35 and I got told in an acting class, oh, well, at 38 you're just going to be cast as a mum. Right. And I was like, oh, oh, my God. Like and I found it really confronting, but now that like you mentioned Sarah Paulson before, like there is so much more diversity for I think everybody yeah. and I think that's I just amazing. I don't think. No, totally. It's like they're the the stuff that's coming out is not just about like good looking twenty five yeah. year olds. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like they're and and that's good. Like we want to see older people on television. We want to yeah. see people of different races. We want to hear different stories. And I, you know, I mean, yeah. And I'm I'm just saying like it. Acting can be hard on how you look. Like you, it can make you question your looks and like all that stuff. Cause yeah. you, so I just, I don't watch myself that much anymore. Like I, I never watch things. I don't know if I'm even answering your question. No, you I'm totally kind of nervous and your coffee like fucked me up. I'm so yeah. high right now. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. I want to ask also about your own podcast. Cause I just binged listened to five episodes. Yeah. You sent me one link and I was like, oh my God, but I want to learn about the brain, but I want to learn about gluten, but I want to hear about the, I love the stuff you had with the doctor about vaccination. Cause in Australia there's, um, we didn't get much COVID. I don't mm-hmm. know if you know, but like literally where I live, Byron Bay, near a Hemi, near a Hemsworth. You literally go for a surf and you spot a Hemsworth usually. <laughs> um, but um, I'm in Byron Bay and I think we had one case. Mm. Like one person got COVID and they quarantined. Yeah. P.S. I think we've got some nice little um, stuff going on outside. If, if <laughs> can you, you hear it in the thing? Only slightly, only slightly. But my boyfriend does all the editing, so that one's for you, Matt. You can <laughs> help me with that. Um, but... Uh, what was so I no saying? vaccine, yeah, no so COVID. Yeah. When I got vaccinated, as soon as I landed here, because I wasn't eligible in Australia, right. um, they were doing old, like older people first. Yeah. And um, I got so much hate on Instagram for being vaccinated. Yeah. Because there's a lot of anti-vaxxers. Um, I will say, like, I live in Silver Lake. Yeah. And I didn't realize until I did a little bit of traveling that, like, Silver Lake took, we took the... <laughs> virus like more serious than like any fucking like neighborhood like i know that's not true but it everyone's double masked here everyone's like and that's great that's fine like i live in this neighborhood i'm gonna like i don't want to be the odd man out that's like not wearing a mask but um i just realized like oh wow we take it very serious here in los angeles yeah but i love that yeah it's good yeah and as I got fucking vaccinated as soon as I could. I was like, give me the vaccine. Same. I got off the plane and I booked in and I had it two hours later. Yeah. Like from flying from Australia where I'd tried for weeks to get it right. and wasn't eligible. But Australia had a thing where they didn't order Pfizer. So we had a little um, hiccup with AstraZeneca. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So we it pushed everything out. But yeah, I just love about, 
your podcast and how it's all about functional medicine. And I had no idea that I'm a nutritionist by trade. Yeah. Like I write health books. And so when I learned that you were really into like... We got to have you on the pod, on our oh, podcast. Oh, yeah. I love all your stuff. But it's called What the Funk. Yes. And it's so, really cool. So I, I co-host a podcast with uh, Laura mm-hmm. Shine, yeah. who's like my best friend and uh, girlfriend, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we, you know, we have a very tumultuous, you know, working. We work together, yeah, and we sleep together. Amazing. So it's very like you know. But she, uh, her mom, basically runs the functional medicine coaching academy. Yeah, and the podcast is called What the Funk, like F U N C. Me and Laura did a play together, and she, I was like literally having um, arthritis symptoms, like. Yeah. Yeah. Like my body was like flared up. I couldn't walk. The bottom of my feet were hurting. I was like depressed. My hair was falling out. And I was, I had no idea what was going on. And I met Laura and she was like, Laura was like super healthy, paleo, didn't eat sugar and all this stuff. And I just kind of like finally confided in her. And I was like, my system's out of whack. Like I'm only, I'm in my late thirties. I don't feel like I should be falling apart like I yeah. am, right? And she's basically like, have you ever heard of functional medicine? And she became my like unofficial health coach. How cool. And coached me through this whole thing. And like, I, that's when I like went paleo and just cleaned up like my diet and my health and, and literally changed like my body, like, my arthritis like went away essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because it's an inflammatory situation, yeah. you would have cut all inf- like things that cause inflammation out of the diet. Yeah, yeah? and I, I mean, I feel like I still have like I feel like I still have like this like if I fall off, it could flare up again. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I, yeah, yeah. But I have it under con- I'm it's like controlled now. Oh, so cool. And then so we started a podcast where. The whole thing is she's like a health coach. I'm kind of like the dum-dum that knows nothing. And we get to interview like these amazing people. Like we interviewed um, like Jeffrey Bland, who's like the founder of functional medicine. Oh, it's so, I like literally, I, my favorite so far is the author of Brainwash. Oh, really? That's my, I just love brains. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. really into yeah. neuroscience. Austin and, Perlmutter, I think, yeah. Yeah, I was just like, oh, this makes such sense in decision making, mm-hmm. in the way that we kind of like, and I w- love the way Laura's like, but if I think about the future too much, that gives me anxiety. And I was like, oh my God, yes. Yeah, and so we're, I, I think that we're talking about like these things in a very like attainable way. It's not like, yeah, 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 totally. you know, but my favorite is the one we just did recently about gray area. Yes. Drinking. I listened to that. Yeah. And gray area drinking. Like I stopped drinking after that podcast. <gasps> I well, I could relate I had a so drink much. In two weeks. So good. And I was like, cause I've never identified like as an alcoholic because I, I don't feel like I have a problem with it yeah. that way, but it's like, I don't like drinking as much as I do. And something about what she said, just like when you wake up at three AM with the dry mouth. Yes. That's when I was like, "Oh my god, that's like me. you can't sleep." Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You yeah. go to after you have a few drinks because I look. I love wine. I love to drink. And mm. you, if you Same. fall asleep, and you're like, "I think I feel I'm a little bit tipsy. I'm going to go to sleep." But then you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, "You're dry mouth. You're like shaking. You can't go to sleep. You're tossing and turning. Yeah. It ruins your sleep." So the yeah. next day you wake up, you're and I get hangovers like a mofo. Oh, dude. So anyways, I quit drinking. <laughs> How cool. Oh, my. You 
have been such a joy to chat to, my friend. I'm going to put um, in the show notes, I'll make sure there's links to your podcast, to all your incredible stuff. I cannot wait to see what comes next for you. Thank you. Thanks uh, for having me. Oh, I'm, I yeah. hope I didn't ramble too much. No, ra- no, ramble as much as but you promise like. promise me that we can make one of those videos. Oh, my God, 100%. Let's make the hiking video oh. about Austra- things Australians say in Los yes. Angeles. So many good ones. So <laughs> many good ones. My brain's but, already like. But the <laughs> only thing I can say is riser blades. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send you that video clip so you know what it's from. It's like an iconic Australian, one of the most iconic Australians, Australian movies. Called Muriel's Wedding. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of the movie. I know it's like a it's like in the eighties cult. Right. Yeah, yeah, like the castle and Muriel's wedding are like the castle. Send me that one too. Yeah, yeah, but it's the proper Australian. Like it's really like oh, oh yeah, mate. Like I'd rather you know that it's that real nasal yeah. and yeah, so fun though. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Thank Total honour. You are absolutely wonderful. Every time I see your name, Clayton, I want to say Clayton Ferris because Aussies would say it that way, but it's Clayton Ferris. And if you have not discovered this wonderful human yet, please jump onto his Instagram. You're amazing, my friend. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you. That's a wrap on another episode of Fearlessly Failing. As always, thank you to our guests. And let's continue the conversation on Instagram. I'm at Yummo Lollaberry. This potty, my word for podcast, is available on all streaming platforms. I'd love it if you could subscribe, rate, and comment. And of course, spread the love. Mm-hmm.